Hello and welcome to Sonic Talk number, uh, what number is it? It's got to be 300 and 400, and, I, I don't remember, it's been such a long time ago, I can't remember now. So uh, just insert a number that you think is appropriate by looking at last week's episode, which is something I clearly haven't done. Welcome, it's, part, it's after Nam. it's been a while, you have to forgive me, it's been, uh, this must be three weeks since my last broadcast, uh, and I think that's because we've been in Los Angeles, obviously, if you've been uh, uh, watching the site at all, it means uh, that we've been at Nam, which is a really big, big deal, as we know, so uh, that is kind of important. Uh, I haven't actually got any topics set at all. Uh, but I do have a word from one of our show sponsors, and I would just like to uh, say thank you very much to UVI, makers of a fine software instrument. In fact, we had a very good chat with uh, Olivier, one of the developers there. So do check them out, uvi.net slash falcon. And of course, Isotope, uh, who we'll be hearing from slightly later on, where there's you can find out if you won the last competition and also there will be another competition to win ozone and i think uh there's going to be some news because i know uh, isotope actually did release a free plugin uh yesterday or today uh which was cool gas seems to have dropped off so i won't come to him first because obviously that would be remiss of me <laughs> i'll go to to uh rich hilton rich hilton's over there in uh, new england Rich Hilton, of course, Hiltonius.com, uh, keyboard player with Chic and uh, all-round studio guy. Very much appreciated your Bowie talk uh, from our last live pro- podcast. Lots of people were really into that. So thank you very much for sharing that. How are you, Rich? I'm good. Thank you. And I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. It was completely off the cuff and unprepared. So Always appreciated. Always appreciated. Nice to have you aboard. Anyway, always a pleasure. And of course, uh, we also have another guest we haven't had for a little while because he's one of the busiest working composers in TV and film. Mr. Ty Unwin there, who's in his uh, synth cave there. How are you, Ty? I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, it's been... It's been a few weeks. It has. I've had withdrawal symptoms. Have you? I, has it been since before Christmas? I can't remember the last time we had you on. I should probably uh, have a chart. I think it, it might have just been before Christmas. It was before the whole, yeah, it was before Bowie. It was before Nam. It was before everything. may have been the first one into the new year or maybe Christmas. It's been so, some time anyway. So much has but, happened. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. also, uh, well, it's glad, I'm really glad to have you aboard, as I'm glad to have Gaz, who actually isn't there at the moment. He dropped off. So uh, I'm sure he'll come back in a minute or not. Uh, for those, Yesterday, it was a bit of a panic, actually, because yesterday the broadband went down and I, I was checking stuff on my phone because literally, you know, with the, the office kind of survives on it because we use uh, cloud services and everything. It's actually really difficult to do any work here. So I was checking stuff on my phone and I have to say, uh, BT, bless them. They lost pretty much all of their customers on broadband yesterday for a few hours. And that was and, a very and so scary... Did oh, really? Hello. They yeah. did. Oh, really? Well, there we go. So yeah. we're back. But I'm feeling positive now. So uh, now I, so can, sorry about that, Nick. I can bring you back to Mr. Gaz Williams, who is can there. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. God, I got... Can you hear me? Ah, I'm so sorry about this. Well, maybe you should just go back to your iPad, because that works. And uh, then we'd be all right. But uh, don't be so sad. I'm sure we can make it work. I think I'm sending you, sending you, uh, Gaz Williams, can you hear me? Hello? Come in. Over. No, I think that's not. Anyway, let's, uh, let's wait for him to come back and then we can, uh, then we can get, we can figure out whether he gets his audio. I'm sure he'll be able to join us in one way or another, even if it is via an inferior connection technology. So, 
basically, um, well, I don't know what to say. Nam, we've been nammed. Obviously, we went over, <laughs> I think we left on Tuesday morning, which would have been the 18th or 19th uh, arrived. Nam, uh, we used to, we started thinking we'll go a day earlier because, you know, things get a little bit hectic and we got a bit more time to get in touch, you know, get, get set up. But actually, <laughs> since pre- press preview day has become a thing, um, it's essentially turned into a, uh, was it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five-day show where it used to be a four-day show. So you actually, the pressure's on to try and get as much as you possibly can in day one so that, uh, you know, you can get the scoops or whatever. But we did. We got, I think we shot something like 107 videos, which is an awesome testament to our team. Uh, I'd like to thank Ed and uh, Andy and Rob. Ed, in fact, is now somewhere on the PCH. He did the uh, drive to San Francisco thing, which is awesome. Uh, although he's not been heard nor, nor of, of at all. And the last photo I saw of him was in his hire car heading off. So I'm hoping uh, he's uh, just taking time out from online rather than has disappeared into the ocean or anything dreadful. So anyway, um, I don't know. It, it was an interesting NAM this year because... The way that they'd structured all the halls uh, and everything, they brought usually the, the kind of synth manufacturers are sort of dotted about. A lot of people are downstairs where you kind of start up. But now everybody was brought up into the, the main hall, Hall 5 and Hall 4, uh, or A and B, I think it is now. And uh, so it was all very concentrated, which gave the whole show a, a lot of great energy. Also made it very difficult to see anything outside of the synthesizer world, but seemed to make it kind of feel like it was very dominant. So that was kind of exciting. So in many ways, it was a very synthy show, and Ed did a great job of uh, Eurorack. There's a lot of Eurorack stuff, as you can imagine. So from afar, Rich, what were your impressions? I, I, I'm sure you probably had work to do, so weren't just glued to the screen the entire time. I saw some highlights. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is the Dave Smith Oberheim product. Yeah. Which is remarkable and sounded in the demos amazing. Yes, so I, would, was, I would agree with that. That was high up on the list, but unfortunately I didn't come to school prepared today, so I don't have my, uh, my notes. I don't really remember off the top of my head. And actually, I probably have your page i'm just looking at to me so i should have the uh behind thing here somewhere well but... lord knows there was a ton of eurorack stuff yeah there sure a was. lot of which was really interesting on the order of stuff you couldn't really do very easily before um and i saw interestingly some uh i'm starting to see stereo paths in um eurorack here which i find interesting because i've always kind of wondered why not and now we're starting to see more of that. Yes, uh, I'm trying to remember. There was, uh, oh gosh, there were some stereo mixers for sure. And I think it was Sputnik Modular, Modular were doing some stereo. They had a mid-side processor. And somebody uh, had a, fi- a filter with, uh, I think, stereo ins and outs. Uh, that might have been, uh, what's his name? Rossum? Dave Rossum. The guy, the guy from Emu. Yeah. Yeah. Emu guy. Had a filter. That I think had stereo in and out. Let's see. I've got the video here. What I, rather than cue them all up because I can't possibly cue them all up. I, what I'm doing is uh, I've got a, a, a list of all hundred or most of them at least uh, files. And let's have a look. See, here's so Dave you, now. Uh, Just have a quick. It's a pretty exciting for that. So you can dial in how much you want the classic Moog effect of the bass dropping out as you increase the resonance versus keeping that bass in. The things that we've added just recently, we call the genus and species controls. Mm. 
I think that... <laughs> uh, ladder filter has what are called real poles in it. And the Moog had four poles in it. We've built a filter that has a voltage control of the number of poles in it in a continuous way from three up to six. We added those cute little LEDs so you can... Wow, I can't... What, what does a six-pole filler sound like? That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I think it's got stereo in and out. A another couple of things that interested me, I know this is kind of small stuff, but OWC came out with a Thunderbolt box that gives you like 12 different kinds of outputs from one Thunderbolt cable that I thought was really cool. Yes, cool I think box. we saw that. And then I saw a product uh, that you probably covered, but I didn't see it on your site. Um, and in fact bought a demo copy. So let's get a look at this. It's from IK Multimedia. This is the small world boy called Riff Maestro, which is an iPhone product that will do some pretty fancy analysis, harmonic analysis and uh, enabling you to repitch and retime things. And it's, it really does some pretty snazzy stuff. Oh, it runs iPhone. on Android. Runs on uh, Android Rift as well. Maestro by That's IK. A... It really caught my interest just in terms of the feature set. Now, it turns out that the base version does very few of those things. <laughs> and uh, at five or ten bucks a piece, you can buy various features. And by the time you, you've fully populated the thing, you've probably spent 50 bucks or 40 bucks. But it does some pretty incredible things considering the platform. They are the master of the upsell. Uh, what does it say? Learn riffs, uh, record progressions, yeah, touch and drag looping. Um, uh, and what's it, what is interesting about that is it is available for, uh, um, for Android as well, which is a big... Uh, you know, it's a big statement, really. I can't well, find a demo of it. But... Back back to synths, there was the Korg thing, uh, oh, that yeah. analog poly. There was some teenage engineering product I didn't spend too much time with. And, of course, everybody lusted over that new Arturia, huge... The Arturia Schmidt. Yeah. The that, Matrix Brute. I have to say, I, I did get a chance to play with that a little bit. And it does... Uh, it has got that thing that, you know, when, when you first get into synths looks or everything and you just think mm -hmm. oh that's awesome and i did have a little chance to play with it I, I don't think the whole thing was working but it's genius the way that it does the uh the matrix uh um it's, well it's this is of course the matrix brute uh i'm just see if i can pull up a picture quickly because then it will have context ah mate artoria let's try artoria i probably just misspelled that let's have a look uh matrix brute yeah here we go the thing that's really cool about it is if I go here, this uh, column, uh, the, the 64 button matrix, three purpose. So first mode is just for selecting programs, which is a great idea. Second mode is a 64 step sequencer. And the third mode is the kind of pinboard patch matrix where the knob above uh, the um, the matrix dials in the amount of modulation for each route or destination. Mm. But not only that, mm. you've also got the ability to take out and patch in the CV points on the back, which gives you even more uh, integration if you've got any other kit lying around. I mean, the only thing I would say about it is um, it's insanely complex as a synthesizer. It's got these dual filters. It's got the Steiner Parker filter and it's got a classic ladder filter although they think they're going to tinker with the ladder filter so that you don't get so much bass drop-off when you bring the resonance up, as you do with a classic. And then it's got this master filter knob, which kind of controls them both. And I was tr trying to figure out, okay, I'm dialing in some envelope, and then I tink tinkered with the master filter knob, 
and the envelope depth sort of went away. It was either wide open or wide closed, and I couldn't quite figure out what the optimum thing was that, you know, whether it was at 50% so that then the, you would get the effect. So it's obviously going to take a little bit of getting used to, but it just made me feel, you know, it is a complex thing. That's that's the thing to take. It's not as immediate as the micro or the mini where you can just kind of fire it up and just get on with it. It's a, it's a lot more involved, which I think is good. And I like the idea of the fact that basically it's an insanely kind of over-the-top synthesizer to go for. I mean, if you were to do it from what the market wanted and what manufacturer cost would you, you would never come up with that. And I like the fact that they just went, this is what we want to make, let's do it. And I just think, great, that's really good news. Um, I can see Gaz Williams there. Let's say hello. Mm. Ah, hello. You've, you have <laughs> so sorry about us. that. That's all right. Yeah. It's glad, to, glad you could join us uh, eventually. Gaz Williams, of course, uh, bass player, music technologist, and uh, Skype tinkerer. <laughs> <as we know. laughs> How are you, Gaz? You all right? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was, uh, talking about the Matrix Brew, of course, um, it, it definitely had the wow factor, didn't it? Like you mentioned, you know, that thing of, on stage, it would have that wicked look, wouldn't it? You know, really, really cool. And I think that's a very astute move of Arturia. We were all kind of expecting maybe a polybrute to show. I don't think anybody was expecting this Matrix Brew particularly. Oh, well, it no. certainly took took us all by surprise um didn't see that come in no and it was definitely a kind of uh, uh they kept it under wraps there i know ty i'm 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 wondering if your little your fit your your, your purchase finger is twitching at the thought of that because i could just see that sitting in your studio and that it's the sort of thing that i would assume a man of your tastes might be uh hankering after yeah i'll get one i mean it's um out of everything at NAMM, it was the one thing that uh, really rocked my boat, really. Uh, it's the main, from my point of view, it's more to do with the fact that I love my Mini Brute. I think the Mini Brute, there's something about the Mini Brute that um, is just, I know it's, it, it is the, the Steiner Parker filters, and um, there's just something about it. It's a nice little synth, but the thought of having a three oscillator programmable version. Uh, is what's really appealing, I have to say. The fact that it does look like a mini Schmidt, you know, kind of that's quite sweet. Now, would you put it complex- next? Would you put it next to the Schmidt, or would no. that be? Would you have to keep <laughs> them would, apart? That would be wrong. <laughs> that would just be so wrong on so many levels. Um, no, it, I think it's. But the 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 nature, the layout of it, what makes it quite complicated is actually very similar to the way the Schmidt's laid out, and yes, uh, the way that. The way that you have the whole uh, kind of assignable mixer section, which then feeds into parallel or serial into different filters, it's a it is a kind of cut down Schmidt, and so so for me it'd be um, yeah, it's complicated, but honestly it'd be it'd be so worth it. And uh, yeah, out out of everything, I think it was it was the one thing that really struck me. The more I kept thinking about it, I started to find fault with it. Um, mm. But what? But I'm, I tried not to think about that. I'm sure that when they finished it, it'll be great. I mean, I'm slightly concerned we, about the. Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, yes? I was just. I was just going to ask. Has the price been fixed about it? You I think. Know, I mean, I think it, it's all been speculative pricing so far, has it? Um, apparently, I've I've heard it's going to be for us in the UK. It's going to be between um, seventeen and eighteen, basically somewhere around there. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's top so, top draw. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not it's not going to be cheap. I think the problem that they're going to have with that is um, they really do have to address the build quality because 
I mean, mm. as lovely as the Mini Brute and the Max Brute, I've also gotten um, Origin as well. And as great as they are, the build quality isn't isn't amazing. And if you're going to be spending that kind of money on a monosynth, you want it to be reliable and built well. And if they if they get that right, I think I can see people I can see people buying it. I hope so. Yeah. I, I mean, the ch- chances are. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll probably. Probably. probably get one. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> I did, on the build quality thing, I did talk to. I bumped into Glenn Darcy uh, in a in a corridor somewhere, and and just sort to say, you know, congratulations, fantastic job. You know, looks like a really exciting. And he said, I've been wanting to make this since you know 1984. You know, so I'm really really thrilled. And he said, the thing that happened, that one of the things that affected the perception of build quality, uh, certainly on the keys front, is they on the initial run of the micro or the mini, I forget which, they used a keyboard manufacturer where they, where it was just really substandard and they had to wait till the next production run where they swapped out the keyboard and they didn't use those people anymore just in their defense but it, it, it outside of the other things obviously there are, if there are other issues then that 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 would probably need to be looked at as well uh, gaz yeah because uh, uh, just one thing about arturia before we move on is that did you notice how ubiquitous the beatstep pro had become yes nam it, it was, was almost a, like like it was everywhere wasn't it it was driving a lot of synths Mm. And obviously, oh, they've got their little... know, by the way, Gaz, I got one. Hey, I've been set pro. I... Yeah. <laughs> Gaz and I'm laughing been having because... I'm thinking about it. I must admit, I am thinking about it. But, uh, yeah, yes, you did just... see it everywhere. You all, I'll tell you what you also saw a lot of was the. Um, the new Roland Boutique A01 or A01, um, which is has got sort of uh, CV and MIDI and sequencing and parameter um, control stuff. Uh, although I don't think that's quite as immediate as the BeatStep Pro by the looks of things, but I did see that on quite a lot of stands. Um, but I guess, you know, why not? Rich. Nick, another product that interested me was, um, and I don't remember who made it, but somebody made basically a Eurorack keyboard host that contained one of their Waldorf. modules that did was it Waldorf? Let me and then and a whole row of empty spaces that you could populate with your own stuff. I love that idea. Let me, that's a great product. Let me just uh, bring that forward because I uh, I've got a little. That was the first video I shot actually at NAM. I managed to do it on Wednesday. This is it. And a MIDI interface with some interesting CV capabilities. And also of, cool. of course, all the powering and bus you need for hosting some modules. That's interesting. Has it got um, aftertouch? Modules. Aftertouch, Mod- capability, that kind of thing? Yeah, we have aftertouch, goes here from the CV. We have the velocity, we have clock, which can be um, synced also via MIDI clock, if you like. We have the bend, we have the wheel. The bend is interesting because you can either have the band added to the main pitch CV or have it as a separately controller. We have three configurable control MIDI CCs, which could come from a controller or MIDI keyboard, uh, uh, iPad coming over use. I'll tell you what was interesting about that. There's also, oh, Gaz went again. We also have, a, a, there's a, an assignable CV output, which can just take an input, or an, assign, an input, which you can just send any kind of sensor data, whether it's a pizza pickup or whatever, and it'll take a very wide voltage range, if I remember correctly. So you can turn that into some kind of CV and MIDI as well, which looked interesting. And um, he had a really, there's a compressor uh, um, URAC on there as well, which is kind of interesting, a sort of uh, uh, well, it was yes, it's a, it's a compressor. I think they announced as well, um, but that did look kind of cool. I don't know how expensive it's going to be because obviously it's a dedicated. It's a big chunk of metal. 
But you like the idea mm. of that as a sort of starter, a gate, gateway, yeah. gateway modular. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what is it? I don't know what it costs. I have no idea what the thing costs, but I can guess. And so I'm interested to know. I think he said it was going to be somewhere around 600 euros for the case with the uh, the CV with and the stuff. I, I don't know whether I, it had the module in it or not, because the modules... Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I, I think with the modules, it would be a, a bit more than that, because the modules yeah, are quite right. complex, I think. Uh, it's actually just good a great if it comes idea. in at that... Sorry. Yeah, if it comes in at that price, I think that's a good price, really. Yeah. <laughs> And it, so. he seemed like a, a, a you know a very uh, genuine chat. I mean, I, th- I guess that's the guy behind it. Uh, I think it is actually. And he was uh, uh, as Wolfgang. Uh, the interesting thing about that was uh, it was <laughs> it was it was the day before the show uh, opened, and what happens on the show floor is basically there are pickup trucks, there are um, forklift trucks everywhere, there are massive packing cases, and his booth was literally sandwiched between two massive piles of packing cases. So, and the only way through was about this wide. And I, d- I couldn't find it because I was looking up and down and saying, where the hell is it? And I squeezed <laughs> through this little gap and there he was. And it was, uh, and he was there. It was pretty funny, actually. And, uh, but uh, yes, that's... A, there, was nothing, there was nothing about the, um, the Waldorf-Hartman thing. You didn't... There was no evidence of that there, was there? I didn't know anything about that. What's that? No, you remember the we spoke about it a few months ago. The the like, oh, posh sledge. Yes, yes, the posh sledge. That's right. No, the, there wasn't the posh actually. sledge. No, no I was expecting it to be at least something. You know, some kind of presence there, but I couldn't. I couldn't see anything. Um, ah, okay. and I knew we'd have covered it. So. Yeah, no, I did. well, I mean, I think that one of the things about everything being condensed into a smaller area is you tended not to then have to do a lot of traversing, which means you didn't see things by chance so much, which you often do when you've got to run around the halls and stuff. But it, it certainly made yeah. me feel a lot less knackered than the, the last time. All right, guys, uh, um, did you uh, have you have you got anything that that you want to chip in at this point? I know we just lost you for a second. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I'm changed. I, it's been in the news a lot. BT's internet's just kind of just been down the last few days. Lots of people. So sorry. I think that's what, why I'm having real problems today. Uh, what in general about the show? Various things or was it? Uh, yeah, sorry, well, just, anything, actually. anything you 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 wish. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, uh, just before I did, you mention the the little um, the key step, the Artoria key step. Um, I didn't. I, I, we did cover it, but it wasn't me. I think that filmed anything. In fact, I'm not sure if I did film anything for that. But so yeah, that looks well, interesting. Uh, well, I certainly think that's going to be another hit, like the Beatstep Pro, just because it does manage to tick a number of boxes. As a, it's just a little 32 key controller, uh, but it has kind of got those. It, it's got a polyphonic sequencer in it. It's got CV gate and it's got sync. Uh, you know, so you, you've got various uh, connectivity op- options. It's got aftertouch on it as well, uh-huh. uh, and I, I just think as for that small form factor that would integrate nicely with um, existing equipment, and the fact that it's got the polyphonic sequencer, so you can imagine it would be a very nice. Um, it would go because it's it looks look it's the same looking. Uh, uh, it's very similar looking, isn't it, to the Beatstep Pro on the side? Yeah, there. maybe was, maybe uh, in combination that could be pretty cool, couldn't it? As a, yeah, it was a combo because then you know the the Beatstep Pro you know is resultantly a monophonic uh, sequencer. So to have a polyphonic sequencer in it's sort of linked up with it, I can see that being quite an attractive thing. Uh, and also just uh, I just think that they've 
you know, it's quite a simple little device, but I think that will answer a lot of people's uh, needs for a small, you know, I'm, we're not talking about a, like a, a, you know, I think for not like a clever keyboard, but just something just for, uh, uh, you know, not for fancy yeah, keyboard yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something that could possibly hook up to your modular kit that would allow you device. to. device. Yeah, an input device. Yeah. Oh, that sounds very uh, industrial, doesn't <laughs> it? Anything, anything with mini keys. That's what they are. They're input, input devices. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's a fair point. So, I, I was <laughs> going to say the Arc. I've I've said as as my, my the Zoom Arc is is my pick of the show, just because it's so out there and such a bonkers thing. Uh, oh yeah, the Zoom, the Zoom I've, Arc. I've got to. Yeah, yep. actually, I'll just play a little bit of video of this because some people may not be aware of this whole thing. And it also, oops, Zoom Arc. What we have here is a controller, a drum machine, a step sequencer, a looper. It has wireless Bluetooth built into it. You can connect it to your computer. And it also has effects and an accelerometer to use those effects. So right now, I have it in drum machine mode, and that's where I'm going to start. You have 96 pads between the top, side, and bottom, all of which you can add sounds to and create your drum sound to it. Actually, it sounded quite good in terms of bottom end, that thing, I must admit. Creativity when you come up with your drum sounds for playing live. I won't uh, embarrass him by playing the entire uh, output of his sequencer. Because <laughs> it wasn't all that... But... It's an electric tambourine. Yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> The, it, that was amazing. I think the problem when he was, I think when he was saying that you know, kind of all the DJs can get this out there, and you know, can you honestly imagine anyone with any right mind standing behind the decks or getting in front of stage and waddling that thing around, really, to do filter sweeps? Yeah, to do filter sweeps. Not really. It, no, you're, you give it to the girl, you give it to the dancing girls, as uh, as uh, Tinley pointed out in the chat room uh, earlier. Yeah, definitely. Basically, I, I, yeah. I, I, it looks clever. I mean, it looks clever. And I also think it, it looks like a kind of new version of the kind of Tenorion kind of vibe, you know, that kind of... Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I know Gaz, think... I, Gaz wanted to make a case for it, so I think we should let him uh, finish, <laughs> right, sorry, finish his monologue there. So <laughs> well, the floor is yours. I think if the thing had come out and it was just a controller and it just was that thing, the the virtual tambourine or something, you know, we'd go, okay, well, we've been seeing lo- lots of these things recently, the emojis um, or various things. Uh, but I think what really piqued my interest in it was the fact that 90, was it 96 pads, velocity and pressure sensitive pads, that's an, an enormous of pads. You know, that, so that is really, really interesting. I mean, I, what I don't know yet is uh, how configurable it will be. They do claim as a Bluetooth controller for sort of Ableton Live integration. It's quite, it's got a lot of uh, functionality. Um, so, uh, but also, I, I'm if you look at the actual spec on the unit itself, it's incredibly high spec. So, where my interest is in it. Um, as an audio looper, they say you can plug in. Now, I don't know quite how easy this is going to be to do in the moment, but if they get this right, I think they can have an enormous hit on their hands because it says that you can play 32 
different loops simultaneously. So if you wow. could, you know, you know, so it's sort of like in terms of what you'd expect from loop, the various loopers that are on the market already, this is in a different league to that really. So couple that. Oh, oh we, no. we lost. Not, no. I, I'll just go to the spec the, here. This the, is, um, the, Number of uh, instruments is 32, so 33, so I presume that uh, maximum polyphony is 16, so I can't see, I guess maybe that would be 32 voices in terms of st 16 stereo voices, perhaps, Gaz. There's, it's 32 uh, audio loops, that's the synth engine it's talking about there, so it's, that's a separate part. So on top of it being an audio looper, it's got its own synth engine, and I think that's the polyphony of the synth engine, um, if I'm... Not okay. mistaken. I can't see uh, that. I can, I can neither confirm nor deny, but yes, that would be. I mean, 16's I mean, not bad anyway, really. Well, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's one of these things. It's such an unusual object without the Tenorion, as, as, as Ty rightly points out, is probably the closest thing that we've seen to it to date. But it's it's such an unusual thing. And I think these things tend to be met with such a lot of suspicion and, uh, you know, accusations of toys and all this kind of stuff. Now, I know I am partial to the little toy type end of the, the <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but I just. Oh, 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 my goodness. oh. <laughs> No. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, I, I, there's a couple of things. Well, Gaz uh, uh, re re reconfigures himself. Oh. Oh. The thing that the thing that uh, I would worry about is how long does the battery last in the loop thing when you pick it up? Because obviously, you know, if you're playing, you know, in your song or whatever, presumably if it always just charges the whole time, that's one thing. Or, or how long, how many charge cycles it manages would be one yeah. thing. Because if you're going to base your show on it, you need to know about those sort of things. And the other thing is hmm. a two-part instrument like that is uh, bound to be separated from one from itself at some point <laughs> and it's like oh shit where's the yeah you know where's it so, going I mean, yeah it it opens so many questions doesn't it i mean i i'm desperate to get my hands on one zoom if you're listening send one out as soon as you can because i really want to just see what it's capable of and uh yeah yeah i mean to be fair i i see what i see what gaz is saying but i i think as a studio uh, studio tool as an, an alternative way of doing things and a, a fun way of doing things and an alternative controller and making you think outside the box. I think that's. I think it, it looks great because then if it does lose Bluetooth connection, if it does, the batteries do die. It's not the end of the world. The idea that they're trying to push off this is something that you're going to take on stage, and I have more of an issue with that. But I mean, as a as an alternative controller, look, you know, I'm all up for doing things a, a different way. It makes you do things differently, well, which is always a good thing. Absolutely. You, you know, I think the thing is this idea that and I've, I've experienced this a lot with a lot of the younger bands out now. You know, the, the, there's a real reticence to take computers on stage. Um, so this this thing, I think, if if that engine, that internal engine is as good as the spec seems to suggest it is, you know, you could be doing a lot of your set from it, your entire set from it, possibly. Oh, you know. it'll take SD and SDHC and SDXC, which means that you could presumably put kind of stems on it effectively if it will play, if it if it doesn't have to load them into memory and can loop them from from the drives. That would be very interesting. My my suspicion is is that it, the promise isn't going to be. Oh. Uh oh. 
We've lost him. Why does it always get to the punchline? I know, that's it, isn't it? It's <laughs> just, uh, I don't the know really why. The really most important thing is... I'll tell you what I'll do. <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll uh, we'll take a moment to uh, enjoy a word from our sponsor because obviously Isotope are being a long-time supporter of the show. Um, this is their moment. If that works, indeed. Might do. Why not? Rich, full, professional-sounding tracks with the critically acclaimed mastering tools in Ozone and Ozone Advanced. Now, the latest Isotope innovations in Ozone 7 bring modern and vintage processing to the forefront of the music production experience. Updated for Ozone 7, Ozone's highly regarded maximizer features a brand new frequency-specific IRC4 algorithm that delivers transparent mixes with less pumping and distortion. Use it to smooth out an unwieldy mix, or tame the kick drum peaks without affecting the vocals. The Dynamic EQ, now in both the advanced and standard versions of Ozone, lives and breathes with your audio, giving you more effective control over your sound without coloring your entire mix. Harness the precision of an equalizer and the musical ballistics of a compressor in one integrated processor. For Ozone 7, vintage-inspired processing puts nostalgic tone at your fingertips to bring the creative color and character of analog hardware to your digital recordings. And that's all we have time for, but I want to say thank you very much to Isotope. If you want to check out Ozone 7, uh, uh, please go to isotope.com forward slash ozone. You'll be able to download a 10-day free demo. And, of course, we do have a winner to announce from last week. Uh, could be a popular choice, I think. It might even be in the chat room. Let's have a look if I can see him. Not there today. But, uh, basically, uh, the winner from last show uh, was Echo Sonic, uh, at Echo Sonic, and Echo Sonic, he, we asked him to, uh, you to tweet uh, the Mix Master and Ozone 7 as hashtags uh, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And uh, he, in fact, did. I assume it's a he. Uh, and he said, great show today. Missed it live. Bowie stories from Rich were super. There you go. Just affirming uh, uh, my earlier point about uh, Rich's contribution to the last live show. Uh, Echo Sonic, if you want to get in touch, uh, the Isotope Ferry will be able to deposit oh, Ozone 7 into your account and you can uh, head off into the sunset and enjoy it at your leisure. And, of course, we've also got... We've also got a uh, a competition from this week as well. You can have another chance to win Isotope Ozone 7. Uh, we're asking you, because actually Ozone are 15 th- right now, this year. They're 15 years old in existence. So uh, we decided to use the hashtag WeAre15, which is uh, we are as one word and 15 the numerals, and the hashtag Ozone7, again the numeral 7, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So if you want to enter with a chance to win the competition for next time, tweet the hashtags WeAre15 and the hashtag Ozone7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. Uh, we very much appreciate Isotope's continued sponsor of the show. Very much appreciated. Well, I believe Gaz is signaling you. Oh, you've got all loud, Rich. I don't know what happened there. Gaz is really? signaling, yes. I, I said it quietly. Ah, there we go. Gaz. <laughs> You signalling me, but he's paused in a sort of "Can I signal you, mate?" There he is. He's back yeah. now. <laughs> I, I, uh, Isotope have just done a new version of their old vinyl plugin, which is a free download. So that's, right. that's oh, quite cool. They brought that yeah. as, yeah. as, as a fifth, as a fifteenth year anniversary 
sort of gift for everyone. So absolutely, I haven't, I haven't tried it yet, but I used to use it quite oh, a bit. Oh, it's fantastic! So. Go and grab it; it's amazing. Excellent. I think there might be more coming, but uh, that will be something that we can talk about uh, in future. Rich, you look like you are poised. I've, poised. I've got a pretty uh, nerdy topic for you, which is the Nord piano. And ah. Why do I? It's in the Nord piano and what's significant about it. Well, yeah, sure, it sounds great and it probably feels good to play. But they've done something with release velocity to mimic the speed at which the damper re-engages the string. Yes. That is very, very interesting to me and I'd love to see what that feels like. I did. I shot the, uh, the Nord Piano 3 demo because I think we talked about it prior to the show because I did tease it beforehand. Uh, and it sounded really good. The guy who did the uh, the demo, I forget his name off the top of my head, but it, he was playing, and there's some beautiful piano modules. One of the pianos was, um, it was a, a, oh gosh, it was like a, a kind of bark. So it sounded like a very pure tone, and, and when he played that with the release velocity, it just sounded absolutely fantastic, I have to say. Although many people were just going, oh, what, you know, just another piano. But the release velocity, I think you're right. It's, it, it's, That's a significant thing. I've never seen anything like it before that, that sounded that good. And also, he was very good, a good pianist. He, was, he had a really good uh, range of things he could use to demonstrate those sounds. And... Uh, I, I was really impressed by it. I know, like I say, it's the small stuff, but that was really impressive to me. Well, that Can would be I something. Stick my oar in yes, here please about, do. Yeah, about please. Nord, about Nord stuff, because um, as you probably know, I mean, essentially, I'm a pianist, and right up until I was, I don't know what age, I was going to be a concert pianist for my sins. And um, uh, so I've got, obviously, I've got a, a nice real piano, and I've got a V piano, and I've got kind of every piano library known to man. And for when I, for my stage use, I've got a, a stage two. And uh, Nord get a really bad rap because I've had, you know, so many times when if you announce anything Nord on the website, not just, not just Sonic State, but on lots of websites, um, you get all of this, oh, they've only got half a gig of memory. They've only got one gig of memory. They sound crap. They sound, you know. These people don't have a clue what they're talking about. I bought uh, a Kronos because I've got an Oasis. And so when I had to do a lot of stage uh, uh, work for something, I bought a Kronos because obviously it's got its huge multi-gigabyte piano. Uh, and I tried the Motive, uh, Motive at the time, which was meant to have the dog's piano. And they all went back and I bought the Nord, which at the time, I think the biggest piano was, I think it was 200 meg. 150 meg, something like that. And as a playable instrument, um, the Nords outstrip everything else. If you're going to have, if you want essentially for a piano plus some other bits, the Nords may not have the longest samples. They may not have as many multi samples. They may not have as, you know, a, a fraction of the memory as a lot of the competition. But the reality is, as a playable instrument and something that feels like as close as you can to a piano, they outstrip everything else. And oh, I have what? so many arguments about this that take the whole thing purely based on data. It's like I've got orchestral libraries that are gigs and gigs and gigs and gigs, and yet one of my main string sounds is 16 meg. It's not to oh. do with how big it is. God, it sounds like a whole... <laughs> it's not the size, it's the quality. It's not to do with how big it is. It's what you do with it. And Nord are the absolute masters of that. I cannot, I cannot talk highly enough about Nord. Um, as I said, their stage two for me is the ultimate and the fact mm. that i 
happily got rid of a Kronos to to have hmm. that is you know says everything. Yeah, that really. does actually. Actually, um, sorry, Gaz, you've come back. We well, better get you while you're still there. Get all the punchlines in now, Gaz. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, have I gone again? No, no, no you're you're back. <laughs> Just uh, there's a thing now. The, the way the set lists work on uh, Nord stuff is quite interesting, and it's a, it's an interesting way how they handle the memory. Uh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, uh, they do this thing where you have like a sound manager on your computer, and you can create sets. Have I gone? Ah, oh, God, not yet. You're still, still here. Still, still here. go. Go oh, go. All right. Oh, honestly, new. I'm so sorry. New internet tomorrow. Hopefully, this will be a thing in the past. Uh, so, hmm. uh, but. So basically, if you do different gigs with different bands or whatever, you can have set lists that you create on your computer and they have the associated samples associated with that set list. So then you connect the Nord to your computer and you say, right, OK, I'm playing with this band tonight. And when you load that set list in, it brings all the necessary samples in with the set list and they've got all the songs in, in your set list order. Uh, so maybe you're doing a thing that's got lots of Mellotrons and that kind of thing. And then the next day you're doing like a, I don't know, some sort of restaurant gig where you need a lot, lots of pianos. So you, you, you know, you just connect your computer and then it swaps that's all neat. the samples that's out a, that's with this idea. set. Order. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. So, uh, did anyone get any kind of excitement out of the montage, the Yamaha montage? I mean, that is a monster amount of synthesis. Uh, the montage, uh, let, let's see if I can find the, uh, uh the, yeah, here we go. I'll play a bit of uh, montage. Uh, oh, hold on. I need to put that uh, in a new tab. Yes. You may be familiar with these tunes. Thank you to our sponsors. Does you can see them moving these parameters in real time? You this is the montage with the with the super knob. Of these assignable knobs, <laughs> and they can go this way, they can go that way, left, right, different curves. There's a whole a lot, lot of super curves. macro. Exactly, super macro. So you can do very complex things that morph things together and he plays an example which did actually rather like blow my mind so let's see if we can so i'll play some stuff here real quick one of them this cool sound is called turn it on and this one kind of shows how the super knob moves from this very basic synth sound to this cool thing but how it blends it has pitch movement and all this cool filter stuff so check this out now i'll move the super knob and listen to this That's what I mean. It's just, it's so huge. I am feeling... It's quite, um, I mean, that was a fairly, uh, you know, it was an extreme example. I imagine the gradients in between that are going to be a bit more interesting. But the thing that's that I think is really interesting about this is uh, not only do you get, I think it's 128 voice AWM2 uh, synth engine with loads more ROM uh, for uh, flash ROM for, for the voices. I think you said up to 10 times the power of the motif top of the range. But you've also got an 8 operator FM engine, which has also got 128 voices, which seems like a ridiculously over-specified thing, considering how difficult it is to program four operators, let alone eight. But that that whole synth engine thing is... It's sort of it, it's a very 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 powerful synthesizer, 
which Yamaha have a habit of wrapping in this kind of workstation-y type of uh, garb. And it really does underplay the power of it. I was talking to Richard Devine, um, and he's been raving about it because he's he's been designing a bunch of sounds for it that kind of do it. And he is a, a master at, you know, at very complex voices and doing great synthesis work. And he said it absolutely blew his mind, but he's really frustrated because it's being pushed in the kind of motif workstation direction, which, yes, it can do all of that, but this other stuff that's there is actually really powerful. So it's, it, it seems like it's got a bit of a crisis of identity a little bit. I don't know. Um, um, Ty, you look, you look poised to, to, to contribute. Well, yeah, I've known about this for uh, a few, few months now. No, oh, have you now? And, yes, and uh, I have to say initially... I was, uh, I can't explain how frustrated, if ever there was a case of, uh, there's an amazing instrument in there, despite the demos, this was it, because every time I heard it, I just thought, oh my God, they are, they're just getting this so wrong, they're getting this so wrong, because, you know, it's it's not a cheap synth, they're quite expensive, they're more expensive than the Motif are going to be, they're a bit more expensive than the Motif. Um, without all the sequencing and uh, so they really are going to be great synths but that's what they are great synths and all of these demos uh, with the essentially glorified auto accompaniment uh, of I can play a chord and it will do the drums and it'll do the chords and it'll do the dumprucker and all that kind of crap Um, the kind (laughs) of people the kind of people that are going to be buying this kind of synth and being able to afford this kind of synth will literally do what, which is what I will do when I get one, which is the first thing I'll do is just delete anything I can in there with auto accompaniment, glorified arranger keyboard presets. Because that's not, you know, nobody that I know that can afford one of these things and will want one of these things want any of that trash. They don't want that. They want what essentially it is, which it's a great synth engine. And you look at all of the demos, and it's so few of them are based on what it sounds like. As a, forget forget the strings and the pianos and all this kind of thing, because the problem they've got there is that the the pianos sound very good. I have to say the pianos sound very good, but everything outside of that just it cannot sound as good as a good uh, laptop system or a good computer system. And mm. and it doesn't. The strings don't sound that good. You know, the pianos sound good, but the real sounds don't sound that good. But the eight operator FM. That can sound amazing. And what, which of the sounds that we've seen on any of the demos show the great synthesis engine of that? I mean, I've got an FS1R, which is eight operator FM. And it's essentially, it does a few things that the um, montage doesn't do. That's why I was going to get rid of it, but I'm now not. But that's only when you put in an analog, uh, an ANX, AM1X filter, it, suddenly becomes 16 note poly so 128 note poly version of that fantastic but have we seen any of that all we've heard is someone go hey and it does it does a great dx7 piano who cares it does (laughs) it so does the volker fm the volker fm would do a great dx piano and that's going to be 110 quid that's so, another one that, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, to, to be fair, though, a synth of this magnitude, can you imagine that, that most of these guys probably only got it a week or so before the show or maybe two weeks, and they are not 
the, you know, the platform of the Yamaha booth is not for synthesis, you know, necessarily. And I think, yes. They, I, I, they actually got it before that because I right. know when people got them okay. and they, they had them before that. I suppose. I know, Rich, I mean, you see the motif, you know, the motif is a, is a stalwart of kind of workstation, uh, kind of uh, gigging musician who has to maybe run the show and has a, have a variety of sounds. I mean, this thing is so much more than that. And it is quite interesting. I don't know what the FM interface is for programming. I, could, I, I didn't get a chance to see that. Well, I certainly don't have very much to add to what Ty just said, because he's actually interacted with this thing. Um, except that as I watched it, I thought, wow, they've taken this whole sort of what used to be auto accompaniment home keyboard type behavior and implemented it in a very interesting way underneath one knob where, and I mean, Korg tried to do it with a joystick at one point. It is really sort of a fancy joystick in a way, but um, I don't know. I, I can't add anything to what Ty said because I don't have any direct experience of the thing and he does. Well, fair, I mean, I think the thing is it's stuffed full of DSP. You know, it's absolutely rammed. You know, it's, that's why it's so expensive. It's absolutely stuffed full of, you know, in CPU and all of the things that make it possible. But yeah, it needs some really good, and I'm guessing Richard Devine will probably be doing some of that. But that does bring me um, neatly, because you did mention it to the Volker FM, unless you've got anything to add hey! to that. Because I tell you what, the Volker FM... I did. I, um, Korg UK very kindly introduced me uh, again to Tatsuya, who uh, is the, the the kind of the bra- the main brains behind a lot of the product development of this new kind of Korg analog and Volker kind of world. And um, that video is probably the biggest one we posted. I think it's done like sixty thousand views, and it's mm. you know it's for a hundred quid three voice FM synth <laughs> with six op. Very cheeky, yeah. though, don't you think? I mean, they made it look a bit DX, and they la- and it loads DX patches, which was one yeah. of my main criticisms of the, of the Reface DX. And I just thought, oh, why didn't you just call it the Volker DX and be done with it? <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's, uh, you know, brilliant, isn't it? And it does sound great. And I think if they manage to do the thing, which certainly seems to be the case of making the FM side of things fun, the programming side of things, or certainly bringing it into that Volker world, something which I'm a big fan of. Uh, you know, we've often talked about the, the, the still uncharted waters within FM, within the DX range, within that world, and, uh, you know, without getting that much more clever with it, you know. But um, uh, what's lovely about the Volkers is that you can quite quickly... And this is what I found with I've got all the previous models um, that you can learn the uh, you can learn what it can do. And then you have fun then trying to, you know, expand outside of it by, you know, uh, yeah, you know, as opposed to the. And this is something I've mentioned before about things, certainly with big software packages. But, I mean, I think the same thing would be true of the montage, that you can't master something like that. It's too vast. But with something like a Volker, you can master it. And that's where I think the fun begins, really. That's a really good point, yeah. That's you get a really that good point. I think the, th- the other thing that's really cool is, like, for 110 yeah. quid... Or, so, uh, you- so you- Oh, yeah, no, carry on. I thought you would. I, I, I was covering your bandwidth, but you, you're back. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that about the price point. And, of course, you've got to remember that the Volker thing is a lot to do with how you manipulate the sequence uh, in, in real time. And things like active step, uh, for those yeah. of you who are familiar with the Volker sort of way of working, active step, you can do incredible stuff with it. You know, uh, when I... 
initially the Volker world, sorry, just backtracking a bit into Volker land, uh, I was thinking, God, this whole reliance on a 16-step thing seems a bit restrictive. But when you start playing with active step and, or, you know, and step jump and those kind of aspects of it and the way that you can switch things around and be manipulating it all in real time uh, is such... You know, it's a great fun thing. So if you can then really well, like you can, can't you? You can play with the operators. You can automate the operators yeah. in the in the, Vol the Volker FM. Mm -hmm. So uh, it it looks like it's going to be the best Volker. I think. I think it's a definite evolution of that Volker thing, while still retaining. You know, it's it's still a Volker through and through. So I think, yeah, another surefire smash. I think the way that we've kind of linked them fairly naturally. Uh, I think that's going to be a natural progression anyway, because I think what would be great is people buy into the whole Volker FM that haven't really played with FM before. And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be so easy to have a lot of fun with that and, you know, can suddenly <laughs> discover that FM is really versatile. And then, you know, maybe that may lead people to then look at the montage when it does actually get a good showing and shows what a great keyboard it is yeah. as a synth. Maybe so. And then they could, you know, go into that world if people don't really understand or or appreciate how good fm can be because um you know they could kind of play quite nicely together i agree i mean and the other thing that's quite exciting about the volker is for basically 110 quid or 150 bucks or whatever you can put in all of those classic kind of fm sounds that that started people off using you know there's lots of fantastic bass sounds lots of signature sounds that are still quite relevant or coming around again to get you started like some of those bass sounds from the you know the 80s and 90s are, are really really powerful so, and you could just squirt them in there Ooh, via sysx to start with and it's six operator this is the thing i mean yeah. i think this is what people really need to realize the difference between four operator fm and six operator fm is humongous i mean back in the day you know back in the 80s when you know kind of they they obviously had the dx's uh, the dx7s and then started doing the 21s and whatever people just thought they were getting a the dx7 but without certain things the main no, things they didn't have were those two extra operators which which are literally game changers so you know, kind of this will be able to go places that the reface wouldn't even be able to touch just because it's going back to the good old DX7 days. So, I mean, yeah, it's a great little product. I, I think it will do very well. Uh, Gaz, I've got a challenge for you. I think we need a Volker Polka um, ah. at some point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so you know, an, an interesting thing, I think, as well, is that the, that the Volkers have, um, you know, they, they came out with the sync signal, the sync in and out signals, so you can link them up together. And then we've seen uh, subsequent products from uh, Korg coming out, like the elect, the new reboot of the Electribes. They had that sync in and out as well. And now the Minilog as well has that sync in and out. So, um, and that's just a really nice way of just synchronizing things without having to get into... Uh, you know, MIDI issues, yeah. you know, just, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. so, uh, yeah. So I think that that's interesting. I'm wondering if that sync, well, interestingly, the beats that pro sync in and out doesn't work with Volkers. Uh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's annoying, but gotta um, be a firmware but, update there somewhere. You'd have thought so. Can I just, can I just wave a little flag for one thing that I cannot believe if you, if you'd taken us in a time machine back for two weeks, and the one, the one thing we haven't mentioned yet, the mini log, is 
Yeah, I, I, I was just getting there. I mentioned it briefly. If you take I, I went, back two weeks, past you can't, you can't, you can't yeah. imagine that the opening, the this open, you know, we would have started this with, wow, the minilog, isn't it amazing? Yeah, no, that's and, very true. And here we are, and it, I can understand why Korg did actually do what they did and kind of preempted it by a week and a half or whatever it was, because I'm not saying it would have got swallowed up, but um, you know, there were some good things out there, and I think them grabbing attention. Having that week of attention on it really did them some good. Oh, because, it's going to um, be absolutely massive, that thing. It's gonna, I mean, it's not It's it's not for me, you know, kind of I've, I don't really need it. But I have to say, you know, I mean, I was a big Monopoly uh, fan back in when I was a lot younger. And um, I love my Monopoly. And this just kind of just looks a similar kind of vein. It looks like a lot it's of fun. fun. I tell you what, I did. I, I did get the opportunity to play with it a little bit, and it sounds great. One thing, I, again, I, I got the chance to talk to Tatsuya about it, and the little scope thing on it, which is, you know, it, it seems very gimmicky, but actually, you can feed external audio into it and scope that. So if you've got like, you know, if you need to, it's just a little thing, but it's another little thing that's already added to the fact that there's a four voice analog poly for under five hundred bucks. I mean, that's just it's got lots of insane. It's, mm. it's just got so much on there that you're thinking they didn't really have to put that on. No. And yet they've still kept the price down. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. so many little things that they could have quite happily left off and build qu- people still bought it. Yeah. Build quality. You know, they've gone there. <laughs> build quality. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. And the uh, fact that it's real wood on the back. It's not, you know, that I know it sounds ridiculous. That is real wood on the back. As opposed you know, to simulated not. wood, simulated, <laughs> simulated wood finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which watch your it is interesting, though. I mean, yes, we should we should perhaps finish with the mini log because it is going to be a, a, a very rad. I mean, it's when you look at all these other things that are coming out, and you just think, you know, I mean, you you have to give it to Core, probably the two hottest products of the show uh for in terms of bang for buck you know the mini log and the uh volker fm which obviously is not out yet yet but the mini log is going to be a really interesting one and i play with it and uh, there's been a lot of you know speculation as to whether or not i'm in fact i'm I'm still waiting to get one which is a bit of a bone of contention but uh, i haven't got one yet and i want to get one because i obviously want to review it but it's not the volker engine it's not the same noisy thing that you know you get on the other mm-hmm. volkers it is actually a fully blown kind of sit and all of, because you've got the wave shape on every on each individual wave as well i mean it's just it's, it's amazing i don't know rich have you they've probably got them in the stores have you had a chance to get your hands on one of those or have you heard anything that's made you kind of think hmm. no it was all brand new to me when i saw it you know that it had been displayed at the show and it did make something it did make sort of an impact on me i just wasn't in my top three but it is no, it is really cool and i saw apparently the place was packed i mean every video i saw of that place it looked like there were tons of people gathered around the thing yeah uh, there were i mean and it does sound pretty good and i think that the uh, i just like to kind of get my hands on one really and see what the just how synth how much synthesis there is there and i think there is quite a lot gaz well, Mark Doty's going gaga over it, isn't it? He's currently making yeah. a little video series about it and is dropping massive hints that he's loving it. So that's that's interesting. Um, but, but uh, uh, you know... <laughs> oh! About it. Got an auto-tree. Carry on, guys, you're huge. back. Ah... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry about this. Um, 
It's just that by the time Nam came, everyone was bored of it. Well, it <laughs> I mean, had its, it's, it's bizarre, isn't YouTube. it? Well, I made a video about it the day, the, mo the day I saw it was announced. Um, and as soon as I'd actually uploaded that video, so had loads of people who had them. <laughs> Mine was just purely speculative. And I thought, God, blimey, that was surprising. You know, big, long features. Uh, so... I'd be very surprised if, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just speaking about myself, but also I think other people as well maybe feel the same. It's that for, for a product just to get such excitement and then just saturate, <laughs> saturate. And then go, yeah, very, very. Features on it. Uh, I've never no, well, never it was, seen that happen it, before. It's Not... very. I mean, I think it's going to be, like I say, it's going to be a really big deal. The big deal is it's just ludicrous the price point that they put for it. And I, when I was speaking to Tatsuya, I was saying, okay, so the design, obviously, you know, you're having they are analog voices. They do need calibrating. They do need to kind of like stay in tune and stuff. But is for a notion a, a, a physical limitation, or could you do more? And he said, no, no, we could easily do more more than four voices. Each each voice is a separate, discrete kind of chip i suppose or or circuit board so i could quite you know you could quite easily yeah. anticipate well, more well Ma marcus fuller's done one of his brilliant um takedowns on it i don't know if you've seen that but he's opened it up already and had a a good look inside and you can see the size of the voice uh each voice is about you know so so i don't know maybe about three inches by three inches maybe uh so you could easily see how a, a larger keyboard could accommodate. Well, yeah, you can think, well, voices. so uh, what's that? Two grand for a 12 voice, if you think about it. And those, I mean, I don't know whether that's possible to chain them. I mean, didn't ask that. That's an interesting concept. I suppose that could be possible. Um, but yeah, I think that is, you know, we with all the other NAM stuff, you're absolutely right, Ty. It's easy to forget that this was a massive, massive news. And, uh, you know, we'll hopefully be able to mm -hmm. to get our hands on it and play with it and do all of the things that we like to do. Um, mm -hmm. OK, well, it feels like uh, has anybody got anything they want to add? It, the time has flown, as uh, it often does. I I, I don't know if you've talked about the OB6, have you? Oh, I've, no, I've God. <laughs> There's another one. I keep well, forgetting about that. Rich, yeah, Rich did very briefly, but, I mean, that that looks... You did. You, yeah, I mean, looks... Rich, you said it sounded... And it did... It, I played with it. I was talking to uh, Alex uh, from Source, Alex Theakston, and you know, I just happened to wander up and he was playing with it. He said, listen to this, and he was just playing around with it. Honestly, it sounded... It just reminded me of... It, it was every single John Carpenter film that I could think of. <laughs> it just had that vibe to it. It was that sound. And, um, you know, I know that perhaps the voices aren't going to be exactly uh, the same. You know, they're, they're, they've, they've, they've done the best they can, obviously, and they've, they've done the best they can with some of the effects and what have you. And the filter is, is not exactly... Essentially, it's the case that the form factor of the Pro 6... Profit Six, and you know, using the um, clever techniques that Dave uh, obviously pioneered to you know to take control of all of those analog voices, and then re you know changing it more. I mean, there is a lot more going on in the front panel that's different, but it's uh, uh, it does sound really good. I mean, it's three grand, and I met Tom Oberheim. I got a photo. It, there's a photo of me with Tom Oberheim taken by Roger Lynn. How about that? That was my uh, that was my wow moment. Cool. So, wow! But it it sounds cool. great. Yeah, brilliant. It, it really yeah, does. It's a smart product for both of them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If I, I, if I, I think it's, I've, that's probably the most uh, 
gentleman synth I've ever seen, I think. Something that's marketed as the discerning gentleman synthesist. Yes. I think. (laughs) No, I think you're absolutely right. I think, and Ty, you are that man. Well... (laughs) Do you know if I didn't have the because when I first saw it I thought oh because I've I've got I've got a Prophet Six and I did actually sort of think oh okay yes well that looks fantastic but um, if I didn't have the Schmidt I have to say I would be all over that but the Schmidt because it has the uh, the kind of sem type filters and it, a lot of the kind of sounds that you can get from from that of you know this the Schmidt would be able to do a good uh, approximation a good of all that those kind of sounds quite easily. Um, but if I didn't have that, I'd be all over this. I mean, I think I think it's a fantastic synth. It did and, sound. Um, it did sound very nice. Yeah, I think it's just it's got that. I mean, I've said this so many times before. I just want synths to sound to have some kind of individuality, and actually, the fact that everyone talks about the Oberheim sound or the you know kind of the sequential sound, like that's fantastic. Synths should sound like they should sound, if that makes sense. They should all have their own personality, and I think the one thing that's not on the market at the moment really is that Oberheim sound so they're filling that gap and uh, you know I hope it does really well it's fantastic I, I think it will I'm not I, saying I definitely won't get one but, uh, you know. but at the moment I have no plan <laughs> we have no plans <laughs> yeah exactly the politicians answer I know Rich I mean Oberheim sound is you know it, it's very much kind of it defines, and in, in the same way that uh, in the UK there are certain synthesizers that define almost an entire area and era and genre of music, you know, in the pop area, Oberheim is the same, more so perhaps for for the states because they, you know, they were f- fantastically expensive to get over here at the time of their original manufacture, so they're much more prevalent, I guess, right? I would assume so. I mean, I, I'm not qualified to compare to your culture, but they were certainly quite popular here at the time. And with me, they were really popular. I loved them. And I was thrilled to see this product. And quite honestly, if I had, you know, $3,500 in a pile sitting next to me, I'd be more likely to buy this one than the Profit 6, as much as I'd like a Profit 6 as well. If I had to buy one or the other of them, I'd be tempted to buy this one. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Well, that, I think that's that, a good, yeah, I'd... I'd if I didn't have the Profit 6 and I had to get one of them, I think I would have done the same. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Mm. Well, um, I think... Can I show you one thing oh, yes, just go. before we finish? Is that all right? Yes, of course This it is. is nothing Please. to do with Nam. It's just something that I got that I think people will be really into or interested in if, if they haven't seen before. Does anyone know what what that is? Um, no? No. Is it like an Android watch? No. It's It's... It's called Soundbrenner, a Soundbrenner Pulse. And you'll understand why I just got completely blown away from by this. All it is, it's a metronome. Ah. And this was a, I can't remember if it was Indiegogo or Kickstarter, but it's something I signed up to forever ago. So you get an app. So there's your app, which is just like a normal metronome. But the difference is, is that when you press play, Ooh. it basically, that's now vibrating on my wrist. Okay, so it's not actually making a sound, but it's now linked to this metronome. And as I I can change the tempo by turning the dial, or I can change the tempo on here, and it it is now vibrating for me to play along with on the beat. And do you find the amazing part? The amazing part about it is you don't have to have it on your arm. You can have it. uh, You get straps so it can actually go on your arm, (laughs) on your leg. It can go wherever, anywhere you want. I tried that one, but I'm sure that would work as well. Um, 
<laughs> and it keeps you in time. But the amazing part about it was if you buy multiple watches, they can all be controlled from the same... They wow. all link to the same phone. So it means that the entire band can all be playing to exactly the same tempo from one central metronome. That's and no, no sound whatsoever. It's completely vibrating on your wrist or arm or leg or whichever part of your anatomy you want to strap it to. <laughs> That's interesting. Can you clock the app from external MIDI? You can because it also clocks to doors as well. It doesn't have to be on your phone, on your iOS device. It can actually clock to your door. Wow. And I, I, nice. forgive me if this is a stupid question, but in what way is that useful when you're playing? Is it easier to kind of to gauge rather than perhaps looking it's up? Because, at... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because a lot of the time you don't want to have uh, you don't want to have metronomes playing in your ears. You just want to have your feed. You just want to have your, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like we're just doing. It's just you don't you don't want to have a click in your ears. You don't want to have anything. You just want to actually kind of feel feel it, basically. And it's just a real pulse against your wrist that really it's really easy to play against really fantastic wow that's interesting that, even if it's just a reference even if yes just, exactly even if it's just a reference because we even start certain just, songs in our show where the drummer actually references a tempo uh, a starting tempo yeah. because yeah they want to start that way and this would be perfect for that because you don't have to hear it and yeah whatever it's great you don't have to hear cool. anything and it's how much was it ninety nine dollars Bloody hell! Oh, okay, cool. Does it yeah. tell? Does it tell the time as well? No, oh. literally, <laughs> there is literally nothing on it whatsoever. It's, but it's, uh, it is absolutely. I was completely blown away from it. Now I've just got to, uh, I've got to find someone to play with uh, to use it. But <laughs> that's my issue now. But the fact I've got it. So, ah, okay. so what's it yeah. called then? It's called a Sound Brenner B R E N N E R Pulse. Okay. And okay, cool. uh, really fantastic. Just really useful. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It worked out for you because I think last time we talked to you about Kickstarter, it wasn't quite such a good news story. Oh, but yeah, um, fine. <laughs> no, excellent. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much good. for that. So I think yes. that probably brings us towards the end. Uh, Gaz has dropped off again, so uh, it I, looks like we might have to say goodbye uh, to a, a proxy of him, which is just a, a screen. And Skype will probably say, how did you find the quality? Please rate the quality of this call, <laughs> to which I know what the answer is likely to be, to be perfectly honest. But I want to say thank you very much uh, to Ty Unwin for joining us. And uh, I know you're busy, so it's uh, been great to have you aboard. Thank you very much. And uh, no. I hope you get time thank to... Uh, have a break well, enjoy your break i am i am having a bit of a break and also i'll tell you about my midlife crisis oh with since oh no time. oh yes well, of course we're, yes yes of course we were well, talking before yes i'm just i'm i'm just feeling a bit fed up with synths generally so we can talk about this another time wow that is headline news <laughs> anyway thank you very next much time, ty thank you very much no indeed. problem next next time you come there'll be nothing there'll just be like one casio in the background An acoustic guitar it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich Hilton, also, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you aboard. Thank you very much indeed. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And the next time you see me, there will be a wall of steel pans and hollow logs. Or maybe so I can jam with Ty on his, on his acoustic rig. <laughs> or maybe you could just offer to store them for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you know, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's always that. There's always that. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Rich. Uh, a great pleasure. And thank you to uh, Gaz. Who, oh, here he comes. If I if I met, <laughs> what I'll do is that before we go, I'll just uh, quickly, uh, now he's back, I'll quickly remind uh-huh. you of the show uh, competition. Please do enter. You can win a copy of Ozone 7. Uh, all you have to do is tweet the hashtag we are 15, which is uh, one word and numbers. And also, oops, excuse me. I'm just trying to make Gaz's uh, window large at the same time. And also uh, to, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. Uh, if I say that again, if you want to win, uh, enter to a chance to win Ozone 7 this week. Uh, we are 15 because it's Ozone's Isotope's 15th year this year. We are 15 and the hashtag Ozone 7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. to uh, win, to enter a chance of winning a copy of Ozone 7 of your very own. And before we go, now we've got Gaz back here. We can say um, goodbye to Gaz as well. Thank you very much for joining us and battling with your uh, your internet woes. Yeah. To be, so fair, to be fair, your internet is usually really good. I'm a bit worried that you're about to uh, change service providers based on a, a small glitch. <laughs> no, it's been it's been pretty poor for a while now, but I, I can't wait to be got rid of it. We're paying top dollar for the best service, apparently, and, you know, it's terrible, but there we go. Uh, so, but anyway, thank you very much, and sorry about the... Uh, <laughs> um, but again, I just try to... I'm, I'm still trying to drive um, people to my YouTube channel. Yes, uh, of course. Gas- Gaz Williams, I'm um, having lots of fun with that. Um, and yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome. And that's, well, that's it for this week. Of course, if you want to check out all of our NAM stuff, there's various uh, navigation bits around uh, the site, which NAM 15 stories, Na- sorry, NAM 16 stories, NAM 16 videos. There's almost 100. Um, and once again, I want to say thank you wow. to the team, uh, which are not limited to. Actually, we've also got, I want to say thank you to obviously Andy and Ed and Rob and Mira, uh, if you're out there, she was very uh, kindly managed to make it down and uh, contributed a lot to the live blog, as did, uh, as did Davey Drone. So thank you very much, uh, everybody, for the team effort. It really was a great success. So that's it for your this coverage, week. Your Sorry? coverage was fantastic. I think you just need to know that. Your coverage really Thank you. Really was that's fantastic. very kind. Um, it, was, it was one thing that was really clear this year. I think we seem to have... Mm-hmm cemented ourselves in 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 whatever it is i i met so many people who just came up and say thanks for the work that we do and it was really humbling actually Ah. it was great it was uh so and you guys are all part of that lots and lots and lots of people big fans of sonic talk as well so yay so take a take a bow everybody Good bow there, Gaz. Good bow. Asking all the good questions again, Nick. Thank you very much. Well, uh, and I'm going to quit while I'm ahead, uh, and uh, and while Gaz was able to get that last phrase out. Anyway, that's it for what. Thank you very much for watching. That's it for this week. Back normal service next week.